listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga, movement, meditation teacher, writer, DJ, and most of all, most importantly, a human being. This is the oral pleasure zone where we explore topics, chewing them over like cows to cut. And I'm so excited that you're here. This is episode nine, and we are asking, what are you doing? especially when you don't fit into a box. I really hope you enjoy the show. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the things I do in life, in work, um, sometimes for money, uh, career, I suppose, because I get a lot of questions from people who are a bit confused about what it is that I do um, and or comment that, I'm doing too many things for them to understand what it is that I do and or wondering how it is um, possible to do many different things that are seemingly quite different from each other. So I wanted to talk on it a bit. So firstly, I guess a lot of people seem to know me from doing yoga slash movement slash meditation slash mindfulness I'm wary of all of these labels to be honest you know me kind of elusive and uh, (laughs) um, a lot of people I guess know me through that either through coming to a community class or a workshop or a retreat and I've been teaching yoga now for how long like since 2010 or something like that yeah something like that officially teaching and I started my career so to speak in Brighton and then promptly moved to Norway where I was living for a few years and then moved back to Brighton and for a year was commuting at least once a month (laughs) which was a bit bonkers and then sort of spent more time based in Brighton but doing bigger beefier projects in Norway and with the yoga stuff I think it's very classic of me to try and avoid labels once again in just offering a straightforward yoga situation, (laughs) yoga event. Um, And instead I tried to make yoga more accessible because I often felt that there were a lot of situations going to yoga classes or events where I really didn't feel comfortable or that I belonged not that I was looking to belong but more so I was very aware of being made to feel uncomfortable and like that I wasn't welcome or that my body was not appropriate in the space and all kinds of things like that Um, that's a whole nother podcast stay tuned but um, I was very conscious from the very beginning of my journey knowing that I didn't fit in to the let's say I don't even want to say traditional or I don't even want to say Western idea of yoga, but this kind of trend of yoga, you know, what I'm talking about this like mainstream green juice sipping, not hating, no shade because, you know, the green juice is nice, whatever. I prefer beetroot, but there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the parody of the yoga stuff, you know what I'm talking about, like handstands and fancy postures, the right gear, the right kit. And again, no shade to people who enjoy that. And I think however you find your relationship to yoga, that is great, however you arrived. Again, that's 
probably for another episode. <laughs> but um, essentially, I knew from the outset that I wanted my offerings to be as inclusive as possible. That meant financially, that meant in terms of representation and vibe, I think, because there's a lot of snootiness, I think, in the yoga scene. I still feel it. I don't necessarily feel that comfortable still going to a lot of classes. Um, so yeah, I wanted the space to feel chill. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm going off on a tangent, but essentially the reason I'm sharing that is because quite often I found traditional spaces of yoga were quite resistant. I was, I've been told for the entire 10 years that you're not going to get a space to teach. No one's going to let you teach in there. You're not the right fit and so on. There's so many yoga teachers. There's so much competition. There's no space for you. And I'm like, great that there's loads of yoga teachers. I'm not competing with them. I think there's room for all of us. And if you don't want me in the space, then I'm just going to create my own space. Like, because I'm not even asking to be in your space. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't want to sound arrogant about it, but I really trust that saying, and I don't know who said it originally, but go where you are wanted. I feel like for me, that's so key in everything in life. Like why try pushing into that resistance when someone is clearly <laughs> rejecting you and clearly doesn't want you around, clearly doesn't want to hold space for you that is safe or decent or good or that has the best intentions. So with that, um, a lot of knocking on doors and trying to find spaces. I noticed that when where I was living in Norway, in Bergen, in the mountains, there were all these gorgeous spaces. They weren't being used um, for anything. A lot of them were kind of empty most of the time. And I was like, why, how can this be? Like, <laughs> this is nuts. Um, and some of them I inquired about, and obviously we're talking Norway here, and I was broke, <laughs> like, broke as in walking around looking for change on the pavement kind of broke um and was just really try trying to ask someone to give me a chance because I wanted to just offer a pay what you can situation or just you know donation based or free or you know whatever keep it open for people to join um and luckily eventually after lots and lots and lots of no's, I feel that's another episode, a lot of rejection and being ignored and being kind of made to feel very, very small and unimportant. I just tried to heed that advice, go where you wanted, go where you wanted. And eventually an art gallery opened their door to me. So I guess from the start, I knew I wasn't really interested in teaching in yoga studios simply because I just felt like I wanted to prove to people that you can do yoga anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's a swanky studio. It doesn't matter if it's an old decrepit hall or whatever. And yeah, this this gallery opened its doors to me and I did this kind of rogue pop-up situation. I think I called it Yoga Unleashed and my friend Vilda did the artwork and she was great because <laughs> she knew how much I love dinosaurs and I said I really want dinosaurs to be involved I'm gonna have to try and dig out a poster now because <laughs> she's really great shout out to Builder and um <laughs> so she made this poster and yeah it was completely nuts there was clearly a, a space for this to exist this project to exist and I did a few more of those in culture spaces like a culture history museum and some other place and through that someone tipped me off uh, about this place which was an old hall which was located in the oldest kindergarten in Norway which is completely bonkers I went to see it lost my mind lost my shit can I swear 
I don't know. Um, should we create some boundaries around that? I don't know. I'm going to go with it because I'm feeling quite excited. But walked in and you know, like when you're, you know, your pants ping literally as you see something that you love. And I just thought this is everything is just aligning and it's great. Side note, at the time I was teaching at a student's gym, like they had loads of them all over town. So it was, I think there were seven or nine different locations and I was traveling all over the city, which was amazing. And I met some really cool people doing that. And then I also temporarily worked at a yoga studio. This is a whole nother story, which is quite dramatic. So I'm gonna skip that. Actually, I might link you to an interview that I did um, for the Yoked podcast. Shout out to the Yoked podcast with Kelly Sunrose, who is awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll link you to an interview there if you're interested in digging into some of that nitty gritty stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> so found this gorgeous place, the name of it, Hero Salon, Hero's Room, Hero's Hall, translation. Um, <laughs> and also my Norwegian accent is terrible. Um, what else? Yeah, so found this hall started setting up these community classes, was terrified, like, you know, didn't know if this was gonna work, handmade all my own posters, like cutting things out. They were basically like vision boards. You know, I like a vision boards, lots of glitter on them, lots of very inappropriate images that <laughs> I guess people wouldn't associate with yoga and just walked all over town, just sticking them up and just seeing what would happen. And you know what, like honestly and truly, it's one of the most special, communities I think I've ever had the pleasure to be around. Hero Salon are the people that came there really and truly like yeah I'm, I'm feeling quite emotional actually like they they really supported my vision they just got it straight away and they were so up for it they were just amazing so if any of you are listening I know some of you are I just want to thank you for that so Hero Salon was like such an important community and I, I I ended up thankfully giving up working at the yoga studio and I put all of my energy into this space and trying to um, yeah just hold space for this community really and, and try and make it um, the best it could possibly be that is not a top-down vibe but more you know like sometimes you just have to not sometimes like you know you just have to hold space for things to happen. And when you have the right intention for something, people are gonna get it or not, right? And those people, they got it. And through that, I just feel like more people became a part of what this movement was. I feel like it was a movement. I mean, at least that's what people have, have said. And I'm saying that not in a way to say, I started a movement, rather we created something together. And that's always how I see a yoga class or a yoga workshop or a retreat or, you know. Anyway, I am rambling. This is Hero Salon. That was my yoga baby. And from there, I started doing retreats in Norway, started doing them in Brighton, moved back to Brighton, had a community class and a very similar thing happened. It was crazy weird. Um, in a good way. A friend of mine was working slash running this yogurt froyo company and their approach is just brilliant. Like so down to earth, so real, full of integrity, full of great ideas and was on the complete same wavelength as I was with my approach to yoga because to me this yoga thing is not like 
it's not something that I don't know like it's not about this sequence that you do and how bendy you are or how you can breathe or like what lineage you're part of and what Sanskrit you can recite with the perfect accent it's not about the text you read it's not about how long you can sit with cross legs and meditate for it's not about how pure you are I feel like yoga is such a personal thing it's what you create yourself it's what you define it's about your relationship to this entity whatever you define that as which sounds in hindsight as I reflect on that statement it sounds a little bit pretentious and I don't mean it to be and I don't mean it to sound ambiguous either I guess what I'm saying is I don't like to tell people what yoga is I like to offer space for people to create their own relationship to what they define yoga as and personally my definition of yoga isn't getting on a yoga mat in the right clothes with the right props and doing a sequence and then dust off my hands and bobs your uncle I've used that phrase again and I still don't know why I'm going to explore that anyway um it's not only that it might be part of that some days actually I don't really think it's that at all for me I see it as a tool to access something greater than yourself like a reminder of how to plug back in to I was gonna say the matrix and I really don't mean that trying to plug back into yourself or to the source or whatever label you want to use and you can use various tools to do that you can get on a mat and make postures you can sit and meditate for eight hours that's a bit extreme isn't it I know some of you out there have probably done that so no shade but you know um maybe sitting on <laughs> maybe sitting in a chair and meditating for five minutes it might be that but for me yoga is also gyrating to raunchy r&b in the bathroom that is part of my yoga practice and i know i know i'm gonna get hate for saying that and i don't care because you know don't at me because <laughs> i'll put it in the dustbin um <laughs> that was ethel my alter ego um refer to another episode for that i'll link you um <laughs> Yoga is also about taking a walk and flipping, sniffing the flowers, which is a real cliche, but it's that. It's meeting dogs and having like a mutual dog person connection, <laughs> like having a conversation with a, an animal. I don't know. Yoga might be going for an amazing bike ride, maybe falling off or like, you know, snagging some garment that you love, but you know, it's all love baby yoga is making glorious food that i love you know yoga is reading texts that take me to this place that makes me feel so plugged in and connected and that's not definitely probably not official yoga texts even though i have no problem with yoga texts and i've read a lot of yoga texts and that's great but it can be a, a work of fiction that just you know like strikes a match and just lights you up and helps you to feel helps me to feel connected to something bigger deeper i don't know i think a lot of my yoga is really about allowing myself the space to do all of those things and like myself at the same time as i do them so not interrupt myself or criticize myself or create really strict boundaries about oh that's not yoga you know when you hear that vo <laughs> that voice do you get it uh, that kind of echo of the snootiness around the whole yoga scene like 
telling you what is proper and what isn't yoga and what you shouldn't be doing and everything that you're doing wrong and you're not holding this pose properly. Like for me, this is the antithesis of my relationship to yoga. So I think, yeah, maybe that's the core. This connection to source is a reflection of self-love. And if that phrase sounded really difficult to hear, sorry, um, but I'm holding space for you because I know that it's not easy if you don't love yourself. I've definitely been there and that's part of my journey. Hence why I think it's so important for me in my yoga practice to find the things that just help me feel connected, help me feel alive and help me feel good. It's got to feel good, right? That was a really long yoga tangent. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yoga is one of the things that I do. And I guess the reason I'm going into this tangent is because I feel like it relates to everything else that I do for a living. So for example, in my yoga classes, many of you know, I love to make a playlist. I think I'm at around 1,200 playlists in Spotify. Is that real? Am I making that up? I don't know. I mean, I have to scroll for ages and then it crashes because it can't get through all the playlists. But yeah, I, I love to make a playlist for any occasion, darling, anything at all, um, especially for yoga practices. And again, I don't feel yoga music has to all sound the same. I'm interested in listening to music that I actually love and sharing that with people. Um, and that can be anything. Um, if you want some of my playlists, I guess I can link you to some. Yeah, and f find me on Spotify, I suppose. My um, handle is Min Dion, M-I-N, Dion, Min meaning mine in Norwegian. Anyway, that's another story. But yeah, music, music is such an important part of what I do. And I guess because I come from a background working in radio and working in the music industry and so on, I'm probably gonna save that for a different episode because that's a whole nother can of worms. However, right before I became a yoga teacher, I was working in radio full time um, and doing various things, production, behind the scenes stuff, policy stuff, podcast stuff. And I also had a show for a few years, very reluctantly, but I did love it in the end, but I was kind of forced into it. <laughs> anyway, thanks Daniel for that because um, yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> Daniel was my boss. Anyway, um, yeah, radio and music was a big part of my life and still I'm very much interested in it. And now I have a radio show called Feelings. This feels a bit like self-promo. Is this too self-promo? I don't know. But <laughs> some of you might be interested and I get a lot of questions about it. So Feelings is the name of my radio show because I like feelings. I will link you in the show notes. And I love the way that music is a channel it's like a way to access something else connection i think for me at least it's connecting to something bigger maybe a universal message maybe just to have empathy and relationship with someone else who is making sounds that make you feel something yeah i think that's important to me so obviously having music in my yoga classes is a massive part of like when i'm planning classes it's very much like a what's a really wanky way of saying it um <laughs> it's like oh god what would be the worst thing symbiosis that would probably be the worst word I could use here but um it's kind of like I was gonna say it's, it's an organic process doesn't it annoy you when people say that 
Um, <laughs> it's a process that involves many different things. Like I don't plan a class with a, okay, I'm going to do something to open the hips. Here's some hip openers, blah, blah, blah. Some people do and good for you if that works for you. However, I can't plan a class like that. I kind of have to catch a vibe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I have to kind of find a sweet spot like it might come to me through a book or it might come to me through something that I heard someone say or a conversation that I had it might come with an image from an image that I've seen it might come from an outfit I've been wearing and channeling my alter ego Ethel I know I mention her a lot but she's a big part of my life um, and it might come to me quite often through music through a song or a playlist that I've made and I'm like yeah okay here's my theme right here this is it and I need to connect to that in order to create something and side note even when I'm planning it's never really a plan because I get into the room and then I'm like oh, I'll just toss all that away <laughs> and then just see what happens just let the magic happen that might be another podcast episode. I don't know. I know there's a few yoga teachers out there who ask me a lot about this, like sequencing and like planning yoga related stuff. So if you're interested in that, do let me know and I will see what I can do to help you out. So music, back to music and that being a big part of creating my yoga classes. One of my jobs is DJing. Like I'm still DJing. I've been DJing, I guess, since the age of five. <laughs> when I sat on my father's Technics decks um yeah uh <laughs> but I've been doing it I guess as a as a job like an official job like f for public consumption since ugh, 2001 how long ago is that I don't even know who still thinks 10 years ago was the 90s I still, honestly, I, when I think, oh, 10 years ago, that was 97, wasn't it? 98. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So probably since then um, in various places. And now I tend to do most DJing in Norway. So actually I'm leaving in a couple of days to do a silent disco. I know. You can hire me for that with my Fienemann partner in crime, I don't know what the site is. Is it Silent Disco Norway or something like that? If you're interested. Again, promo, but a lot of people ask and kind of are confused. So I'll put it out there and link you to the deets if you need. And what else? Yeah, sound design stuff. Like I've worked in a theatre, some of you know, in Norway in a Norwegian production of this Swedish play that was rewritten by... Uh, a woman from Argentina who then uh, it's a really long story and I'm not going to go into it and maybe it's unimportant but yeah sound related stuff and you know herein lies the podcast kind of I mean this is kind of like a shambles <laughs> where I'm just like talking into a mic at you <laughs> hopefully connecting with you in some way but yeah this is kind of a very lo-fi version of podcast making um, that my ex-boss is yeah probably cringing at but hey you know sometimes you've just got to go on the spur of the moment and do things and not worry about per perfection per perfection anyway um so music very important part of my life I DJ but then it's also crosses over into my yoga work and then another hat cap what would it be actually I was going to say gilet but that's a different item of clothing maybe it would be a gilet maybe I don't want to wear a hat because you know my hair's quite big I'm just fondling it right now I think it's wash day today anyway um so <laughs> maybe 
another uh, role that I have, let's call it a nice kind of springtime gilet, which is um, lavender colored, I think. Yeah, that's very ethyl, is coaching. And I'm still, you know, just like yoga, I'm still feeling a bit weird about the labels of things. Because many of you know, especially those of you who've known me for a long time, know that I've always been very nervous, very shy of labeling myself because most of my life I've been put in boxes and other people are labeling me incorrectly or in ways that I don't feel a connection to. And that's for all kinds of things, you know. Um, but the fun thing with labeling is, I've realized in my big age, is that you can challenge the perceptions of what that is. And I feel that I do that a lot with yoga. I mean, just being a brown woman, standing in the front of a class. I don't really stand at the front of class. Sometimes I do, but you know, okay. Just being a brown woman and running yoga projects in Norway and the UK is pretty radical, to be honest. Like. There's been a lot of <laughs> dodgy and appropriate comments, but also a lot of, um, I don't know how to put it. Like, I guess a lot of people who have been pleasantly surprised or they've had their perceptions challenged, if you know what I mean. And aside from being in a brown body and doing yoga related stuff, just even doing the yoga projects in the way that I want to do them, which is I guess breaking a lot of rules according to some people and I've been told off by so many yoga farts that's what I'm going to call them I'm sorry but you know this is Ethel now because she's tired she's tired <laughs> 10 years of this incessant grumbling by yoga snobs I'm I'm really sorry guys you know I'm I'm feeling quite unhinged today but you know I'm I'm just bearing my soul and being vulnerable and being real with you. And I feel like there are going to be people out there who get it. I know there are people out there who get this. So yeah, I know that just by doing what I'm doing, it's seen as controversial. That's a word that often goes with what I'm doing, which is completely bananas to me. Because I think what is so radical about just gathering and holding space for people to just be themselves and be themselves in a way where they feel safe and not kind of pushed or forced into doing stuff that doesn't feel good I don't know it seems bizarre to me side note I'm not hating on the yoga scene because there's loads of amazing amazing yoga teachers and yoga people out there but yeah anyway a good example of this kind of radical stuff was doing a, a project that ran for a number of years in Norway in the art museums in Bergen which were these humongously gorgeous locations around the city and they also have these villas that were owned by composers like Edvard Grieg and Servlud, which is a really really bad Norwegian accent. I can feel the cringe from <laughs> from Norwegian listeners right now. I'm really sorry. Um, like running projects in these spaces, like be they classes or day retreats and things like that in the most idyllic spaces, you guys, like seriously, I was like kissing the floors and like <sighs> pinching myself on every limb because I couldn't believe these people actually let me in. It did take them about two years of me trying to approach them to let me in, but eventually they did, you know? So there's a story about persistence. Don't give up, you guys. <laughs> but yeah, going into these spaces and having, I, I knew that I wanted to 
combine art and yoga for the same reasons as I've been describing because I don't see yoga as a separate thing I feel art can be a channel to your definition of yoga and why not combine them and why not combine them in these gorgeous spaces you know bring some people in who maybe wouldn't normally go into those spaces and I'm very interested in that I'm very interested in dismantling ideas about things being a certain way and asking questions like why does it have to be that way why can't we do it a different way why can't we just challenge a perception why can't we just try I don't know this art project art and yoga or kunst and yoga uh, in Norwegian ran with like a mini art lecture at the beginning and then a themed yoga class and I absolutely loved it I really loved that project and I'm so grateful that uh, Kuda, the art museums of Bergen, let me in to do that. That was really, really cool. Um, so where am I going with this? Yeah, coaching. Coaching is one of those things that carries a connotation. And I realise it's not great to cringe about a label that you use to identify <laughs> a job that you do. Um, but the reality is, I realise that there is a perception of coaches in the world, just as there's a perception of yoga, like being a yoga teacher. I see the look in people's faces, like <laughs> when they ask, oh, what do you do? And I'm sort of pause and I'm like, okay, what did I want to hear? Which version of like, <laughs> what's the easiest version um, that I can tell them about what it is that I do? And it's, it's the same feeling as when someone asks me where I'm from, because I'm mixed race and, you know, uh, <laughs> I've moved around a fair amount and it's a bit of a complex story, I suppose. And and some people want to know like where you're born. Some people want to know where your parents were born and where your grandparents were born and what your lineage is. Some people want to know what the white part of you is. Some people want to know what the brown bits are, um, what where your hair texture's from and all kinds of things. That's a whole nother topic, but you get the gist. It's just one of those uh, situations when you don't fit into a box, it really confuses people. And I've seen that in action my entire life. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you end up sort of like trying to find the closest thing that fits someone's need or desire. So you get into that kind of people pleasing in a way. But also you, you do that, you try and find the nearest box so that you can make life a bit easier for yourself. Because sometimes I don't want to sit and try and explain, <laughs> you know, sometimes I've got somewhere to be or I've got something to do. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, fastest route to somewhere. Coaching. Coaching is something that encompasses so many things that I do and have been doing over the last 20 years or so, actually a bit longer, but who's counting? It's not important. What is time? I don't know. Coaching is a way to work with people one-to-one -one and I feel give them the space and the support to dive deeply into themselves I suppose which is a huge thing it's massive like I've done a lot of coaching in my time and it's always been transformational it's one of the most kind of revealing radical and revolutionary things I've done every single time there's a massive catalyst for change change not just for the sake of changing but change in pausing to take stock of things and exploring where you're at so that you can tune in to what it is you want whether that's related to a job your personal life or relationships so one of the best things about holding space for people 
as a creative coach is that there's no one size fits all model. And I love that. I love that it's a personal journey that I'm walking with someone holding their hand, if they like, um, over Skype. And <laughs> we're going on this journey together. And that journey can take us in any direction. But at the same time, I'm there to be an accountability buddy. I'm there to support them with whatever it is they need. I'm there to help them to wade through the sticky mud situations that sometimes crop up and make us feel like we are stuck. And I love that that journey can encompass so many different approaches and many things that tap into a lot of the stuff that I've done over the last 20 years or so. And really, I think coaching is about holding space for someone to be themselves and to support them to get to wherever it is they want to be. And one of the most important things I can do as a coach is to hold space for someone to be exactly who they are. And that has a lot to do with getting grounded in who you are and appreciating where you are right now. Because if you can't appreciate where you are right now, you're never going to get to where it is you want to be, right? That's a tweetable, surely. I think I'm supposed to lunch here or something. But also help them navigate where it is they want to be where they want to take stuff, whether that is to do with their career or whether it's to do with personal development, health, lifestyle, relationships, and so on. And people come to me for all different kinds of things. And more often than not, in fact, in every situation, the outcome will probably take us on a journey that is a bit unexpected, like stuff will come up, it naturally does, because that is part of development, that's part of the process of change, that it's not necessarily comfortable, or rather, it's not necessarily what we think it's going to be, it doesn't necessarily adhere to the rules that we have for it in our heads we've got to be open to it we've got to be open to the journey and open to exploring what's there and having an adventure because you know isn't that life I don't know what is life Hadaway um, but one thing I would like to say on the coaching front but not just about coaching but about everything be it yoga be it relationships be it life stuff be it skincare <laughs> I feel it's appropriate to mention skincare I don't know whatever it is I really feel that there's not one blanket way to do things like there's not one blanket yoga teacher that's going to please everyone like I really don't believe in that I don't believe it, that you have to choose and a lot of people ask me you know I want to find someone and like I really want to kind of dedicate to this guru like if that's your bag go for it but use your own compass to take you there do you know what I mean and so what I'm saying is when people ask me, for example, like, what yoga teacher should I go to? What yoga teacher training should I do? I'm like, babe, go and do your thing. You know what I mean? Explore and do everything that's coming up for you. Like if you find something and that's pulling you and it's feeling interesting, follow that. You know, if there's something that feels intriguing, maybe do some research and explore that for yourself. If there's something that's kind of turning you off, even in a tiny way, maybe there's something else beyond that that's better for you I don't know so with coaching there's not one coach that has all of the answers I think so much of coaching is about 
having that relationship with people like because you've got to be able to trust someone right if you're going to dive deep and make huge changes in your life you know go on this journey this really inward journey of exploration you want to be able to trust the person right you want to be able to vibe with them and if you feel a bit off or that you feel like you can't completely relax or that there's just something that's not vibing for you then look for someone else really and truly like I know I'm not for everyone <laughs> and I know that there's not a one-size-fits-all model for everyone it's the same in relationships like people can give you advice about stuff and what to do but the most important thing is that you do your own research you use your own compass and follow your own rules you know and I think that's really how I'm trying to live my life that's why I get into so much trouble <laughs> because I think we can create our own rules you know we can write our own books do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we have this opportunity to create whatever it is that we want to create. We are human and by nature we are creative beings. Like it's inherent, it's in all of us. It's not a skill that you learn, although you can learn creative skills to actually, I mean, you can learn skills to bring out your creativity is what I'm saying, but we all have it and we all have the ability to create a life that feels good, you know? For so many years, I didn't believe that was true for me. I didn't even believe that I was worthy of stepping forward into a life that I really wanted. I had all the fantasies, you know, but I would just sort of put them on ice and then like daydream about them. <laughs> or worse, which is a terrible habit that I have. I'm not trying to be too neggy on myself, but I would do the work and then I would keep it quiet. I would hide it. So like I wanted to write a book. So I wrote a book. And then I just packed it away <laughs> and like hid it. And then I wrote another one and then I did the same thing, you know, don't do that. <laughs> I don't like telling people what to do. I guess I'm using myself as an example that for many years I really did feel stuck and I really did feel undeserving. And I didn't in my wildest dreams think that I could craft and create a life where I had the freedom to create the stuff that I wanted to bring into the world and connect with the kind of people that I wanted to hang with and vibe with and create other stuff with, you know? Because really coaching, yoga, DJing, writing and the other things that I do, it's not really about me. You know, like, yeah, okay, I'm there. I'm kind of doing stuff and I'm making things. But at the same time, it's reliant on a sort of a relationship. It's like a feedback loop. Like this podcast is the same. When people message me or they leave me a review, I'm like, my God, like this is wild. How can, <laughs> how can you feel that? Like exactly what I was trying to send. <laughs> how did you get that? Like, and how did that resonate with you in that way? It's wild and it blows my mind and it makes me emotional because I think it's really powerful. And we have all these tools now to connect with each other, to support each other and, and to empower each other to flip and live our best lives. I know that phrase is overused and I don't care because <laughs> I think it's true. I just started striding around the room. <laughs> I'm going to round this up because this is a long ting now, but I suppose what I hope you take from this is a reminder that you get to decide. You get to decide, you get to create your own rules and your rules don't have to look like anyone else's. In fact, eat the rules, regurgitate them and then go into the ether. That's a bit too random. What I'm saying is you have the capacity for greatness. Everyone deserves to create a life that feels good. 
and although there are definitely factors that come into this like I'm not saying at all that working for yourself and like wearing my gilet and my cap (laughs) is gonna work for someone else in fact I think it would be horribly wrong for someone to just take the things that I do and put them on themselves and trust that that's going to work out for them because there's so many elements that are different in my life than their life would be do you know what I'm saying I guess what I'm saying is finding your own route and finding the sweet spot of what it is that you want to bring into this world and how you want to spend your time on this planet is vital so looking inward and trusting your guts and following your instincts is crucial to all of this and sometimes you might be having to do those jobs you might be in a work situation that feels really boring or it doesn't feel like it's your path and in that situation I would say to you I hear you, I feel you, I've definitely been there. I've definitely been in those situations where I just couldn't up and leave. But what I did do is behind the scenes at home, I would be working on my dreams. You know what I mean? I'd be thinking about what it is that I wanted. I would be exploring that and looking around for support in how I could make that happen, whether that was through coaching as I did for many years, whether that was through my own personal development or whether that was me just going on walks once a week to meet as many dogs as possible to channel some kind of wisdom from the animal kingdom. I don't know. You know though and I hope that I can reassure someone out there that might be feeling like, I don't know, a bit weird in what they're doing in life or maybe like a bit doubtful or something. Just reassure them that, you know, this really is a a journey. If you're doing something and it feels like, oh, it's so different and weird to what other people are doing or that you feel a bit like an outcast because you don't fit into a system, you don't fit into a box, I would ask you to look within to check in with yourself like why are you here what are you doing you know what's driving you what's behind this what's what's that fire underneath your bottom that's moving you forward why how did you get here why are you here why do you keep doing what you're doing and maybe they're kind of challenging questions to ask but I think they're important questions because if you've got like this little spark inside that is just feeling so exciting and it gets you out of bed and it keeps you showing up and doing what it is you're doing however weird other people might think it is then really trust in it trust in it and follow that and you know other people's stuff is other people's stuff you don't have to fit into boxes you can create your own box (laughs) actually to hell with boxes you create your own space yeah yeah I never planned to be a yoga teacher I never on earth wanted to be a DJ I didn't want anything to do with the music industry you know I've been trying to get away from it for years but you know here we are um I didn't want to do those things and I never had any idea that I'd be coaching people and supporting people to like go out there and flip and own it you know what I mean but here we are and it's like everything makes sense to me in my life is what I'm saying and I'm not trying to be boastful because obviously there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that is really really challenging with every part of what I do but the stuff that I love it just eclipses the graft you know because there is graft involved you know if there's something that you want and you want to make it happen and you want to excel and you want to move forwards you're gonna have to work for it you know 
And I don't mean that in a boring, like nothing comes for free, negative way of thinking about things. But you know, there will be an element of having to give something of yourself, whether that's just even opening up to the idea or the audacity of hoping to do something. You know what I mean? I did say I was going to stop rambling like five minutes ago, but really and truly, that's it. <laughs> do let me know what you think. Let me know what you do in your life, how you spend your time. And let me know if anything resonated with you. And if you dig the podcast, do consider leaving me a review, perhaps. I'm learning to ask for help. There we go. Leave me a review on iTunes, perhaps, or SoundCloud, or or Acast, or wherever it is you are hearing my voice in your ear hole. I would really appreciate it because it gives me feedback and I get to feel a bit gooey and connect with you and also, yeah, connect. It's all about connection, isn't it? This life, really. So I couldn't do this without you and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of you. Lots of love. Do you. Bye. Well, that was a meaty sausage. You made it through, my friend. Congratulations. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. And you can find out about all of my projects, my one-to-one creative coaching programs, my yoga events, and other activities via my website, dion.space. All of the show notes will be on my site. You can head straight to ifeelforyoupodcast.com or dion.space forward slash podcast. And if you're interested in joining the community via my weekly digest, which is a mail that whoops you on to do well in this life with personal insights, inspiration, news nuggets, plus bonus treats like playlists and special deals straight to your inbox, you can sign up by going to dion.space forward slash digest. That's it for now. See you soon. Bye.